All right, so we got a special episode. We do. Because it's uh, current events. It is. It's topical. It is topical. It is current events, and it is something that is very um, uh, influential. We lost I was going to say import. I was going to say important. Hold on. Let me turn your microphone on. Oh, what a dickhead. Yeah, we lost an icon. We did lose an icon. And Whether who, or not you agree with what he yeah. did or what he stood for. Doesn't matter if you agree or, or you don't agree. Uh, still iconic. Yes. And we're talking about the... Uh, now late Jerry Springer. The immortal, the one and only. Infamous, famous at the same Jerry, time. Jerry. Very infamous, you know? Yeah. Um, and very like, you know, it's interesting because he started on the he's, path straight he's, and narrow. Yeah, he's, uh, his, his story is a wild ride. Yeah, let the people know. And we're going to cover all of that. So he started out as uh, the mayor of Cincinnati. People I believe like, he was an what? attorney. I believe he was an attorney at one point. Then he became a mayor of Cincinnati. He attempted to run for office larger than mayor in Ohio. Writes a check. And that was his undoing. Yeah. For a hooker. Now, let's discuss this. First off, kudos to you, Jerry. You know? But no, but I mean, how fucking dumb. How dumb. You had nobody in your corner that's like, do you know how checks work? You know how checks work? Checks come back around. Do you know how checks work? Sorry, that was a little bit of no, I, I know. I like Tim I, Robinson. But I like how I like how he rolls. Do you know how checks work? Do you do you take cash, credit, or check? And so he writes a check for you a hooker. You want to go to a store and get a money order? Then it circles back around. People are like, did you really just pay for a hooker with a check? And he was like, Jerry Springer. Yeah, and he kind of said like, you know, this is the kind of guy who can run your state. <laughs> and then the people of Ohio were like, no. I don't see why. I mean, uh, you know, a hooker shouldn't affect that. He's supporting local business. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> then, um, because did he get disbarred? I believe so, yes. Yeah, so he, his other avenue was like, all right, I got to find something else. Pretty and straightforward so, journalism, right? Yeah, he, yeah, so then he goes to journalism. So he works for local uh, television stations in Ohio, I think in Columbus, in the Columbus area. And you're distracting me. You're distracting me. I can't, Bob, it's not my <laughs> fault you have ADHD today, bro. I got to do some stuff to feed the camera, bro. We got to yeah, be sexy. Talk to me about ADHD. You're jumping around in your chair and you're just blowing smoke at the camera. Like, you know. Yeah, I know. It's entertaining for these like, people. The cat calling the kettle asshole. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. With that. Bob's on some shit right. today. One is named Remy. This is Remy. The other, Bobby Rocks. Bobby Rocks here. Together, they take you on weekly journeys of life from the point of view of Xennials, or people born in the late 1970s to mid-1980s. Their aim is to give a voice to the voiceless. It's the Xennial Odyssey Podcast. Welcome to the Odyssey. So anyway, yeah, he works for he he won Emmys. He won primetime Emmys for the news work he did. And then he turned that into for again, little back stuff for people who don't know, daytime, daytime television, Chicago and New York are ten where you would where you'd go, especially in the 80s. Like Oprah, Chicago, Maury and Donahue and Geral and Geraldo, New York. So what did Jerry do? Jerry decides he's gonna start his own daytime talk show called the Jerry Springer Show. Now, what most people don't realize is in 1991, when it started, daytime TV was, was actually pretty big. Between, oh, like we had just named them. Phil Donahue, Oprah Winfrey, Maury Povich, Geraldo Rivera. Those were the top ones. And then Jerry's coming in. And then around that same time, too, we also had an explosion like Ricky Lake. 
All the fake shit. Um, Sally Jesse. Sally Je I was going to say Sally Jesse Raphael. Phil Donahue. Because, uh, well, we already said Phil Donahue. Sorry, I'm drunk. It's, it's okay. But no, Sally Jesse Raphael, who, um, that was like a couple years, right? Yeah. Where she was brought to, was it lawsuit or was it criminal charges? Yeah, for bringing that prison. Yeah. No, no, that for was outing um, for outings like someone's crush who was a guy and then he ended up murdering the no, guy. I think we're confusing. Wasn't that, that Sarah Jesse? Sarah Jesse uh, Raphael? No, it was um, that weird looking lady, the blonde lady. Well, I thought Sarah, I thought she was a blonde lady too. Oh, the only difference, Sarah, so Raphael wears, wore glasses, right? Yeah. No, okay, okay. She's not the, the one other. who outed. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's somebody else. But Sally, this, you're getting our ideas. You're getting our ideas, people. This the the, the uh the um, it got saturated with people. Yeah. And they were all pretty much the same. Let's be honest. They were all pretty much the you same. Kind of had to be. That and, was the way and that Jerry, worked. Jerry, Jerry was. Uh, this is the thing. 1991. The Jerry Springer show comes out. Was it any different than what Donahue and Maury Povich were doing? No, but I think what happened was with that show is there was a fight that wasn't scripted pretty early on. Mm -hmm. And um, it, got an <laughs> excuse me, it got an amazing reaction from people. And I think producers pretty quickly were like, oh, yep. we, and, can, we can work this. And this all coincides with just the natural progression that television was going in. 24-hour news cycles and such. Morton Downey Jr., which we have talked about, and then Geraldo himself. Geraldo, it always comes back to the episode with the white supremacists and I'm getting a chair thrown at him. And him getting his nose broken with a chair getting thrown at him because it just turned into bedlam. But then there's that moment, and then suddenly every executive was like, we need that. We need some more edge. Mm -hmm. But then someone like Jerry Springer and his people said, well... We're going to give you edge. Well, wait, let's go back a little bit. So right after the um, Geraldo thing, do you remember what Morton Downey Jr. did? No. He fucking beat Yeah, he, he paid some people to beat him up and spray paint swatch stickers on his face. And he said that he was attacked by neo-Nazis because it worked so well for um, Geraldo. And then people figured out that the whole thing was fake. And that pretty much was the end of Morton Downey him. Jr. Yep. yep. But that just shows you how much that shit sold. People were faking yep shit to get people interested but the jerry people were like oh there's a, they the jerry people looked at gen x and they said there's a there's a golden cash cow here yep if we can get that reaction every day we got for that fight so for this episode what we're gonna focus on we're gonna focus on his legacy but we're gonna kind of talk about just where his show went the influence it had to prior shows and the influence it had later and again regardless if you loved him or hated him or if you're indifferent, I mean, just there's a lasting legacy like to, tra to trash TV. And that's ultimately what Jerry represents. Yeah. Trash TV. And the right for people to have that. And yes. the right for him to do it, you know? I thought the guy was a scumbag, but it doesn't matter. He, he kind of birthed a movement. Mm -hmm. And he was aware of that. He was sort of self-referential, which was yep. cool, you know? Yeah. So, one thing that I loved about the format of a Jerry Springer show, you have a rabid audience who mm -hmm. is encouraged to be vocal and engaging and i mean beyond just the jerry chance oh yeah like there you, would be q a with the audience where the audience would just roast people would roast people and tear them new assholes be like you look like somebody just had sex with a raccoon yeah they look like my cousin my cousin's a whore you she look, sucked my dick just like five minutes ago you look like my cousin in fact she's sitting next to you on stage <laughs> yeah it was a lot of that yeah and, and i'm a huge fucking anti-white trash guy i don't understand the allure of it i don't i net the whole fucking kid rock bud light shit it's never been for me um i think it's foolish 
And I think it's taking a very small percentage of people and being like, that's what, that's what the United, that's the United States is Jerry Springer. But you know, to an extent he was a master of that. Yeah. What, what, to me, what was masterful about Jerry is that if you, so if you are someone and you watch Jerry Springer, you will notice that he's even keeled. He asks very good questions and he mixes in some quips, you know, get some little laughs going, all that. Definitely got some writers behind the scenes. Yeah. And then he ended his, his every episode with like a final thought. Yeah. And it was always pretty good. And and it, yeah. And it summarized the episode and it kind of talked about things and trying to tie it into the bigger things of life and like leaving us all with a, like that. You know what I compare it to? It's like a 70s sitcom. Yeah. It's like, it's like a narrator for a 70s sitcom. I also took it like this. Like a whole, like a whole quote unquote, I'm using quotes here, wholesomeness. But I look at it like, okay, for 90 minutes, you just watch trannies beat each other up. One actually whipped his dick out on stage and was smacking the other one. And then this motherfucker tried to wrap it all up with cute little prose and life lessons at the end. And I just always found that really funny. Here's the thing. If your neighbor wants to fuck a cat, that's on them. It's none of your business. And it's like, bro, do you hear the words you're saying? But that's how you make a brand. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was it, like South Park, bro. It was no different than South Park. The end of a South Park episode, Kyle will be like, "This is why that's fucked up." But w- what I was gonna say is that, I mean, in reality, it, it's better etiquette and social skills. Again, the AD. I'm just saying the ADD. Oh, man, I got it. What can I say? I'm living in a fucking basement. You know my details. Stop busting my balls. I do. I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like tell but, the dude I'm having a breakdown on the right here, and he just treats me like shit. I just here. try to. I just feel like in my mind, I'm just like prop him up. I'm like Dance. sending him texts this week about how proud I am of his fucking new job, and this is how he treats me. I just that's me. I'm a psychopath. I can compartmentalize it all. I, I own it. I own it. Doesn't make it doesn't make me I'm great. It's I'm a defeated I'm man. So, so anyway, uh, what I was gonna say too is social skills. Let's be honest. You could very easily have that con- those conversation of who you're cheating on someone with. And you don't need to go on Jerry Springer yeah. to make a like a circus out of it. And it became a thing where people were like, oh, let's get on Springer. You know? Mm-hmm. And so it became its own subculture of just madness. But he was the ringmaster and he built a brand. Yep. And it's a brand that, like you said, I mean, you talked about all the offsets of reality TV and judges and things that you think are a direct offset of of his show. You spoiled the rest of the <laughs> I'm good, dude. Drive me home. I'm fucking good. Oh, teasing your REM. I know. I know. I'm tired too. I'm tired too. I know. I'm not busting your balls though. I know. It's my OCD. It's okay. That's all right. I am tempted to just keep talking. Just you should. I want you. <laughs> just so you know. Just let me take
So Remy's going to, he's just going to take a little five, 10, 15, maybe, whatever. But uh, one thing I was going to bring up is that, yeah, it became a pop culture phenomenon. And a part of that pop culture phenomenon is that there were people that, not directly that were in high school with me, but people from my hometown who went to my high school went on the Jerry Springer show because they, it was just a love triangle or whatever. That's terrifying. It is terrifying. And again, because this is when your teachers are all boomers, they actually allowed us when it aired, they uh, rolled in. This is again, the old school. There's no projectors in the room that show HDTV. They, they roll in the TV on the wheels. That's got the, the moving straps. Yeah, I can picture it. Yeah, so they wheel that into all the rooms. We don't have to actually attend any work. And we literally stopped uh, around the uh, late morning, early afternoon. And we fucking just watched these people that were from our hometown on Jerry Springer. That, like, wouldn't happen today. No. No, it would not happen. None of none of it would happen today. I mean, literally. Literally, none of it. And so I was like, oh, so they're literally just, oh, like, they're going everywhere. Because, again, what comes along with white, to me, what comes along with white trash is not people around us, even though they are. But like it, it really like changed my idea of oh, white trash is really can come from anywhere. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, and I mean, you know, he made that into a culture that could be, I guess, somewhat celebrated, which is strange. But like, you know, would it's Kid sad. Rock would Kid Rock be huge without Jerry Springer? Would it's a huge like like listen, Bob said on the way here, he's like, you know, it's as American as apple pie, and I joke that well, I'm di- I'm diabetic. <laughs> I don't want to eat another slice of this shit. It was a witty line. You know? But um, but I, I, I also am capable of seeing what he did and seeing that the man forged a career for himself. And even, like, listen, if you saw some of the things people were writing since his death, you'd be like, wow. He was a really wonderful person. Well, yeah, I'm like, you guys forget that at one point people were throwing actual shit at each other on his stage. Yeah. And they're acting like, um, you know, they're giving him great reverence. You know, my dad died recently. There are people I like more that have died that I'm just like, mm. but I recognize. I recognize he was a media mogul. I recognize that, like you said, even the new, not the father bullshit from Maury, that's all an offset of stuff that Jerry created. One thing that I didn't, in the early tarts, in the early days when, because uh, really the Jerry Springer show tried to be like everyone else for like half of a season. Yeah, for sure. And that was like 91 to like, maybe early 92 and then they really just up this ante of just we de- have deplorability some things that some fallout that came out of the other daytime talk show hosts that we got is we would not have had that that infamous gg allen interview yeah that was like, with sally which was a couple months before he died yeah like where he literally is just G- he's gg allen yeah, for, and gross and being as real about it as he possibly could. and for anybody who doesn't know i mean jenny um, jones Thank you. Thank you, Jenny Jones. Yes, Jenny Jones was, she was, she tried to be the female counterpart to Jerry Springer. And then bam. And, and then uh, that, that, that stuff we talked about before blew up in Let's face. even talk about it.
make a scene. So yep. she has a secret, like, oh, someone's going to reveal their crush for you yeah. episode, right? But here's the thing that people don't understand is the guy that they fucking shocked with that, when he sat backstage, he literally said, please, if this is a guy, I don't want to do this. I don't do want this. anything to do with it. And they're like, it's not a guy. It's not a guy. Yep. And then it was a guy, and they made it very sexual, very sexually charged. Yeah. And, um, and you can see it just how uncomfortable he's he crawling is. in his skin. He's doing his yep. best. And then like, you know, afterward, he's like, oh, well, my life's ruined, which it wasn't. But no. and then he killed the dude and killed himself, dude. Mm-hmm. Like and Jenny Jones was brought on a federal case. Like you and can she watch was, her. And she was acquitted. But what came out in that case destroyed her, destroyed her. And like uh, when you her watch career. her, her testimony, you can watch it on YouTube. I mean, she is terror. That that is the epitome of like what I love about Talking Heads is they they don't have thoughts of their own. No, she looks just fucking deer in headlights. Like, well, you know what? Maybe you should have considered that mm-hmm. before you did this fucking attack journalism. Was Jenny Jones the one who brought Gigi on, or was that Sarah Sarah Jesse? Sarah, Sarah Jesse. Uh, that was a much better choice because she was actually very even keel. No, person. Sarah Jesse was a great yeah. interview. We can't even clump her because she was no. before it and she was good at what she did. Yeah. But again, nobody would have taken a chance on Gigi Allen if no. it wasn't for like what Jerry Springer was was really starting to show what people wanted to watch. And we have to say that I will give him credit for one thing. Very punk rock. Yeah. Just it's gross, but it's very punk rock, man. People just beating the fuck out of each other and you monetizing that. Do, do you know what my favorite Jerry Springer episode is? Of course I don't. Yeah. Wouldn't it be weird if I did? Peter Steele. He had Peter Steele from Typo uh, Negative on with his with groupies. Who may or may not have? Well, actually, some of them did have sex with him well, because Peter Steele was like, "Tell them who that is," because you yeah. say it because you love. The I said, guy, say, "I said typo negative." Ninety percent of the people yeah. don't know. Yeah, like just a great bassist, crooner. bassist, singer, and the, the main songwriter for Typo Negative, and he's like on stage yeah. with these sexy women just talking yeah. about how badass he is. Right? Yeah, ba- basically, uh, there, I watched a someone review kind of critiquing his singing uh, for probably their most well-known song, "Love You to Death." Yeah. Probably the most well-known, and she basically said that he was like. He comes across like a like a vampire Neil Diamond. Oh, I like that. And I thought of uh, what Jason Segel did in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, and they said that, and I'm like, maybe Jason Segel was trying to redo Peter Steele. And uh, Peter Steele, and first off, for people who've never seen Peter, Peter Steele was six foot eight. He was a guy who was he was an alcoholic, but he was also like one of these people that really liked to be into physical fitness. Yeah. So very like physically opposing because he's tall, he but he's also like Dracula, and he had long black hair. That just went like all and literally down to the ass of his back, and he's on Jerry. He's a pretty, but he's a he's a he was a very intelligent guy. Yeah, well spoken. He's very well spoken. 
He he actually to me he's a very laid back guy. Well, that's the thing though. You're talking about a moment that wasn't Jerry like though. It's just no, a good interview. No, and they tr- but they tried with groupies. Yeah, and he didn't deny that he had had sex with some of the groupies on that stage because that Peter Steele he didn't give a shit. Yeah, well, that's but what he- it, it's a. It's an it's an it's a Jerry Springer episode that didn't have to have fighting like the groupies didn't fight all that but it was just something where the crowd even is like oh this is so provocative he's such a mysterious because it was around the time that he posed in Play Girl okay. magazine because Peter Steele did Bob loves um, this fucking did, guy did pose in Play Girl <laughs> you do you bring him up I a do lot. I do I listen listen Goth met like I know he's yeah. a king yeah he wants his dick speaking of it he was a very well endowed guy yeah. And that's what, hey, I, don't ask me. You could watch the video on YouTube. The groupies will, will also see We're that. not asking you. We believe yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Nine inches of steel, brother. You may see a, you may see a fat, like a fat groupie that looks like a guy in drag. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's like, I don't even wear a wig. You'll yeah. notice. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> We got off on that. But that's cool. Uh, oh, because because Springer, yeah, 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 yeah. But we also started talking about the effect. But I think that the point you're making is, you know, at the heart of it, he was a good interview. He was a smart dude, yeah. and it, he realized that the bigger stuff sold. But I mean, he was he was a, he was a good journalist. You can look up mm-hmm. his old bits. He used to do a lot of like news journalism and popping in on people, you know. But I like those bits when he knows he's going to have someone interesting on. There doesn't need to be a hook. But then, uh, because he had so much uh, violence on his show, he had Steve. And Steve was the head security guy. The, oh, yeah. The guy that, with the shaved head. I know. That was all about. I know. But what I loved about all that stuff, because I, I I know what you're saying, Remy. It is bullshit. He's not really a bouncer. He's not really there to He's there to give the appearance of peace. Don't of, hit a girl. Of safety. Don't hit a girl. I look like Mr. And yet, Clean. And, and yet people are still hitting each other. So Yeah, know, I know. But anyway, what I loved is they had that. And then if you're watching, and it probably played in the studio, the boxing ring. Yeah. Like once fight started, you'd hear the ring, the bell. And I thought, I'm like, well done. You knew what they would do. Well done. Because one thing I said to, to Remy, uh, also about uh, what made Jerry Springer captivating, in my opinion, is that he understood the, uh, just how how fucking like ridiculous it was. Yeah. 
and he, that's the kind of host he was. He didn't he was take self-aware. Himself, he didn't take himself seriously, and he didn't take the way the people were being 100% seriously. Yeah, no, I, I mean, agree yeah, with that. What, the moments where there is a legit risk of safety, he's he's like, he's trying to like keep, again, like I said, he's trying to keep the crowd calm. He's trying to do all that. But then once he knows that it's calm enough, he's going to come in with a quip. And I would even argue that he helped normalize trans transgender. Yeah, he, he, norma- he normalized he people and- who were on the fringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yep. what I'm saying. So he did his shit. You know what I'm saying? He's burning in hell now, and he's happy, and that's all that matters. If that outing, I want to go back to go back to that one. If that outing happened on Jerry Springer, would it have played out? I mean, it's a thing we can't ever say. But do you think it would would have played out like it did on her show? Oh. Well, no, I think it would have been handled much more lighter. I yep. think it would have been, but we can't know for sure. I know. But that forever changed he would the have, landscape. That guy would have known. <clears throat> yeah, I He agree. would have known, and he would have had the opportunity. Or he would have just not gone they, on. Yeah, because that's that. Like that, to me, that's the ultimate, like, the guy asked you. It's trapdoor journalism. And you lied to him. And it's, yeah, because daytime talk show, let's be honest, it's very closely aligned with, like, tabloid. It's tabloid Martin Bashir, bro. Yeah. We were talking about. Oh, Martin Bashir. Yeah, yeah, like, it's just there's a certain type of people. But either way. He did good for what he wanted to do, and he, you know, he's got a bit of a legacy now. People are all yep. fucking praising him, so we lost an icon, regardless. Rem, Rem, if I told you that, um, how long, if you know, that's fine, but how long was he consecutively on TV? Oh, I would have to guess 30 years. 32 years. I did pretty good. Yeah. Did you First off, did you know that Jerry Springer was still recording, like, new material until 2018? No, but I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. On either. some format or another, there's always a place. But then when that ended, he went right into Judge Jerry. I never watched Judge Jerry. I watched it. But I mean, was it trying to be like the Jerry Springer show, but in a court of law? Yeah, a lot of like, court you know, of, the of of fake things. And then he yeah. makes quips and everybody goes home happy. It is what it mm-hmm. is. But it's it, that's ultimately what all old people want to retire to a judge show. Yeah. For real. I mean, um, the, the the literally the ring judge from the Mike Tyson Evander Holyfield fight, Mills yeah. Lane, yeah, became Judge Mills. Judge Mills. That's Lane. what I mean. It's just an yeah. easy thing to fucking. I guess you can just become a celebrity judge. Do you know? Easy. Do you know what my favorite one is? Hot bench, where it's got two two women who, who are very attractive and and a, and a guy. No, I'm not. And so it just that. to me, it really just plays up that there's like two attractive women on hot bench. You got to yeah. get a supercut of you asking me if I know your favorite of things. I oh. love that. They are rhetorical, but you know I figure I, it's good. I figure it's a good facilitating thing. Do you know my favorite SNL sketch? Mm-hmm. In my head, I'm like, hey, what's your favorite plan? There's 10 million sketches. Then I just guess Cowbell.
So speaking of those judge shows, yes. one thing we we're going to say, because we've already talked about how he influenced daytime talk show hosts. Mm -hmm. Maury Povich's paternity tests, uh, oh, they're, they're, they're not going back. There's no going back for that. No. Uh, we've gotten some great reels. We've gotten some great things from it. But I you mean, know what? Like, I'm not going to sit down and watch. Yeah, it's, it, it's a dead if meme. If he's on 90 minutes, what is that? Like seven paternity tests? Yeah. I'm like, just like, wow. I'm just, I'm, I'm over all that type of shit. But yeah. apparently a huge portion of the U.S. isn't. Oh, fuck you guys that aren't. So. Oh. so anyway, yeah. Like one thing I brought up to Rem is that I think eventually uh, Judy would have, Judge Judy would have gotten a push. Yeah. But I don't think she gets the pushes early without what's going on on yeah she fit that yeah. landscape and and not only should she fit the landscape she also provides an alternative she's an authoritarian yeah and she's kind of smart woman she, at times. she allows she allows it to go someplace and then she uses the authority to bring it back bring it back and publicly shame people at the, at the entertainment of us hey that's america rem did i tell you why my childhood best friend was on judge judy no all right i do want to tell this because this is this is great sounds like a good story it was like 2012 he worked at a sub shop that was in a convenience store. Okay. And there was a crime committed against the cashier. And so his sub shop faced the checkout, so he was a witness to it. It plays out in Massachusetts courts, and it gets resolved however it gets resolved. This will give you a little inside information on how these judge shows work, by the way. It is a court case that has been resolved in, in, in Massachusetts for us. And they're acting like it's active. Yeah. But what they do is, so these judge shows have people, they go out and they find these things. Because it was kind of a ridiculous case. They're looking for ridiculous cases. Yeah. And uh, they've already been resolved, but they play it up like, a, like they're going to do something. But anyway, the people for Judge Judy reached out to the cashier, who's the plaintiff. Mm -hmm. And they said, we have uh, gotten reviewed of your case. We find We think it's compelling. We will pay for you and uh, any witnesses. So my friend was the witness. So they said, we will pay to fly you guys out to Hollywood. We will pay to put you, put up, you for, up for yeah. three days. We'll give you food, everything yep. you want. Yep. And you come on and you record it and we go on your way. Yeah, that's it. Would you be okay with that? So Most he, people say, yeah. So he reached out to my friend and my friend, my, my friend looked at it as this. So I'm getting an all expenses paid trip to Hollywood for nothing. That's all it is. Sign me up. Yeah. Yep. So they um, they go on the show, and it was like musty TV for us. Of and course. my my childhood best friend literally has like one line. Still trippy. And I laugh about because that is correct, Your Honor. <laughs> and that was like that. That was it. What are you expecting? Yeah. It's a fucking court show. I know. And she was again. She was uh. There was so many. Oh, they, they they spoke with a stereotypical like Massachusetts accent. Yeah, like the famous line uh, that my brother always says. Like we've known each other since diapers. <laughs> Like, Jesus. yeah, but um, these things don't happen without something building a foundation where it shows that people are there's an audience that wants to watch these things mm -hmm. and existing shows. Let's be honest. They're, they're horse. They have to appease to what people want. Of course. Uh, and Jerry was the epitome of that. And, and it's, and it's the epitome of trash TV and, I think we 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 very very briefly touched on it in our episode about um, girls gone wild and is there anybody up and barstool sports yeah. like those things don't get those kind of platforms without it, there being something that without and now we're talking about it going across media yeah like it's not just a daytime talk show now we're talking about it in print media for like barstool now we're talking about it in. Uh, DVD sales for Girls Gone Wild. Yeah. And now we're talking about it uh, for social media with Is There Anyone Up? 
And then that guy had pot. That guy took full advantage of. of he was just a deplorable person. Forums. But yeah, it all has origin somewhere. And you, one thing you brought up is that you wanted to point out that it's not Jerry's not the catalyst. He's just the one that pushed it <laughs> pushed it further than Excuse everybody me. else. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're really looking at where it kind of took off, a lot of that had to do with Geraldo. Yeah, I agree. The Nazi attacks, and yep. he did this weird thing where he like uncovered Al Capone's vault, and there was nothing in it, but they got numbers so high. 40 million people watching yep. that the next day he was just getting offers and jobs. 40 million people watched an epic failure. Oh, it was amazing. Yep. I watched it. I'm like, he's like, there could be guns and bodies and mm -hmm. cars. Just an empty fucking garage. Yep. But that started it. That yeah. was it. The hype monster was created. And I think Jerry was like, oh, fuck this. I can work with this. And one thing I told Rem off the air, one thing I didn't like about Geraldo is that he tried to play both sides. I didn't like anything about, if you like yeah. anything about Geraldo, you fucked no. up. That's, that's, it's, I'm, th I'm a little, uh, I'm using a literary, I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm not saying it right, but I'm using that rem. Okay. I don't fully feel that, that way about Geraldo, but when you're, you know, when I'm talking, it's like a, this is where I'm going to cri be critical of him. He tried to play the whole, the wholesome conservative side and yeah. then play up the, I'm a risky edgy guy. And it's like, no. And again, pick a flavor, buddy. And that's why I liked, Je that's one thing, that is one thing I liked about Jerry. He picked, he picked his flavor and he stuck with it. And he understood that, on one hand, it's a mockery of our society, and I appreciated that. I appreciated him highlighting that we're we're fucking dumb, because um, not not that they're related, but like that's why Lewis Black is one of my favorite comedians, yeah. because he points out he points out that uh, like we're run by idiots. Well, we voted for the idiots, so what does that say about us? It's true, and it's kind of like for me, that's kind of like Jerry. Like Jerry has a show that mocks society, but yet society is willing to put itself in situations over and over again to be mocked oh man hey if anyone's gonna exploit us and make billions someone might as well do it yeah he figured out how i'm not saying and again we don't know him personally i mean he, he personally he could have been like an okay dude who the fuck knows of but course. but you know what that's his persona so fuck it we gotta we gotta roll what the fuck we gotta roll with you know you'll be missed or something it just seems like there was a collective in the late 90s of just sensationalism trash media oh yeah and don't forget yeah. 90s was 90s was when Everything went extreme. Doritos extreme. We literally had a wrestling, uh, like a wrestling uh, brand that was extreme. Like, yeah, yeah. Wow. Like what, the episode about um, Woodstock '99. Uh, yeah, the turn in culture at that point was crazy because yeah. everyone's just an, watching people beat the shit out of each other because they're upset about stuff. Just felt right. Yeah. Just captured the pathos. And then on top of that, what did we have? We had boomers. Just looking at it with greedy hands of like, we're going to capitalize financially hey, on this. Some people got rich, but you know what? It was entertaining. If the circus works, just keep running it. Mm -hmm. And so I guess we could end it with, I mean, if that's what we want, what does that say about us? It, I, don't, I don't think we, it detaches us. We, I feel like we live in a vicarious society. My, that, my, that feels like it's, we, are, we are detached. Do you feel like we're detached? Yeah, my follow-up is, is, is simple. Is, is, okay, so this motherfucker just left a void. Who fills it and how? And, uh, and where is it going to go? That's it. So we, I guess we have to wait and see what the next fucking yeah. breakthrough will be. But he left a void, and there's going to be people like But But, um, yeah, until the next one. This will be a shorty. 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 I'll, maybe I'll put this out midweek. Bye, Jerry. Yep. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I don't have any animosity or anything. It is what it is. He's an icon. Time has passed. We'll see what happens. All right. And until the next time, you know, take care, everybody. Bye.